In the late 1990s, Louisville spent nearly $200 million revitalizing a blighted area in the West End. Park Duval emerged and has since been nationally recognized as a model mixed-income community. But one thing the city couldn't change was the neighborhood's location. And as WFPL's Erica Peterson reports, like the housing projects that stood before it, Park Duval is next to Louisville's industrial area. And residents say the odors in the air are often unbearable. The two communities that make up Park Duval, the Villages and the Oaks, are spotless. They're a mix of newer single-family homes and townhomes, patterned after a walkable city neighborhood. There are tidy lawns, white picket fences, an elementary school in the middle of the neighborhood. Park Duval is a Hope 6 development, a mixed-income community built with significant public and private investment to replace the older barrack-style housing projects. But like those housing projects, Park Duval is still less than a mile downwind from the industries of Rubbertown. I really wasn't thinking about Rubbertown until after I moved in, of course. Sharona Rembert and her husband rented their house several months ago. I was just kind of happy to find a rental property that was in a nice neighborhood. Rembert and several of her neighbors say the air smells like a mix of chemicals and sewage. And recently, Rembert says it's been so strong it's getting inside her house. I can kind of deal with the smells outside, I understand that, but I just wasn't expecting to smell it in the house. It's the worst smell I've ever smelled, and I'm 61 years old. Sherwood Weir lives a block away. He says he buys a lot of incense to try and fight the smell that seeps into his home. If we had the money, we'd leave without any question. There's nights when you just can't tolerate it. Weir and his wife own their house and have lived there for six years. He says the smells have gotten worse in that time, even though landmark air toxics regulations have taken effect. Under Kentucky law, someone selling a house is required to fill out a checklist disclosing any known hazardous conditions, things like a history of radon gas, basement leaking, or termites. Under federal law, landlords and sellers have to inform renters and buyers about lead paint, But Tom Fitzgerald of the Kentucky Resources Council says nobody requires sellers to disclose any information about nearby environmental hazards. There is no obligation legally to disclose to somebody when you sell them a house if they're in proximity to a a landfill or to an industrial factory where there are going to be odors to a Superfund site. There's no obligation to do that. There's also no obligation to tell nearby residents what they're breathing. And Sherwood Weir says the mystery adds to the stress. On top of everything, no one seems to be able to tell us what kind of damage this is doing, not just to us, but the people who come to visit us, the grandkids. No one knows for sure, and they don't seem to care. Air pollution officials say they do care and that they've opened an investigation into the odors in Parc Duval. Despite the constant worry and quality of life issues the odors pose, A decade of air monitoring shows that levels of dangerous toxics in the air have dropped. But that doesn't mean they're gone, or that the air is healthy. These chemicals are all dangerous, with enough exposure. But it's nearly impossible to measure the real effect on health, because relatively little is known about the effects of combining different chemicals, or how they can affect a person over time. Erica Peterson, WFPL News. Erica's reporting on health issues in Rubbertown was undertaken as a California Endowment Health Journalism Fellow at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Journalism. To read this and other stories in the series, go to wfpl.org and search on Rubbertown Health.